Welcome back to the Cape Fear Rundown. From WHQR Public Media, I'm your host, Camille Mojica. This week, we are playing catch up because last week into this week was our pledge drive, but there was a lot of stuff that still happened. So Ben is going to join us for this episode to catch us up. Stick around. All right, now let's pop into this past week's newscast. Welcome back to the Keep Fear Rundown. I'm here with Ben Shockman. Hello, Ben. Hello, Cammie. We've got this week's episode of In Case You Missed It, but it's You Missed It because we had our pledge drive. It's a little bit like Because We Missed It. Yes. B-C-Y-M-I. Okay, B-C-Y-M-I. No, I didn't get it. W-M-I. B-C-W-M-I. Yes. Okay. There you go. We are here because of B-C-W-M-I. That's right. Now what? <laughs> so now we got to catch up on all the news. So uh, as your listeners know, Cami, it was pledge drive time. You had a nice little pledge message in the middle of the pledge drive where we got to hear from us about why they should give us money. You can still give us, by the way. Yeah, you can always support WHQR. You don't need, yeah. you don't need a reason. Do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but during the pledge drive... Very intense, around the clock, what we call pitching. That's sort of like our inside baseball term for it. Yes. Because we're 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 giving you our pitch. This is like why we think you should support WHQR. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time on air. I was gonna say we cover up normal programming, basically. Yeah. We pop in and out. And in some cases, Cammy, I think there's one day where you spent like three or four hours back to back. I was four hours in there. It was a lot. And during that time, we still cover some news, but just it's it's difficult to get it out, even on the web, and it's almost impossible to get it out on the radio. Yes, because we're pitching the whole time. Yeah. So, was there... You know what? I'm not even going to ask, was there? There yeah. was stuff that happened this week. There was past so week. much stuff that happened this week. So, just a couple of highlights that you can find on our page now. You can find this at whqr.org. Because all of the stories are just getting published just now. Just today, it was like someone shook a soda full of news and opened <laughs> the top. Whoosh. Um, so, a, a good one from Rachel Keith, who is working on a follow-up to this. That's why she's not... Here recording CFR with you. Yes. I'm here as her proxy. <laughs> um, was about uh, two stories that happened on the same day, so we sort of combined them because they cover the same ground. Okay. One was the parent, Katie Gates, who was sort of the motivating force for the public hearing earlier this month on Stamped. Yes. Um, she is not done. Um, she filed a public records request asking for the syllabi of, I think, every high school teacher, high school English teacher. Okay. And s- some specific middle school teachers that she actually named in her request. Specific teachers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's looking to see her, what they're teaching, basically. She did respond to us for a request for comment, but she just said, I'm doing my due diligence. Okay. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's unfair to say that she is probably looking for more books that she or other parents could object to. Mm-hmm. So at the, on the same day that that happened... There was also a policy committee meeting, which is one of these little sub... School board policy Yeah, committee. a school board uh, policy committee meeting where they, they went through a whole bunch of new policies. And at the tail end of one of them, which was for, like, professional conduct, it was item Z. <laughs> so item really, Z, Literally, wow. I'm not making this up. So at the very end of this list, it included a list of 13 concepts that teachers can't basically talk about in their classroom. Like at all. They can't teach them, and they can't... Um, force anyone else, either their colleagues or students or anyone else, to, like, affirm them or, like, agree with them. Okay. Now, 
This appears to be pulled from a piece of state legislation that was passed um, in the House earlier this year. It's still in committee in the Senate, so it's not a law. But that's where these 13 quote-unquote concepts came from. I see. Okay. And it's an interesting mix because some of them are things I think we would all, all Americans would agree with these. These are like American ideals. Okay. Um, And so concepts that go against those ideals you can't teach. One example is governments should deny to any person within the government's jurisdiction the equal protection of the law. No. So that's unconstitutional. It's a violation <laughs> of the Equal Protection Clause, <laughs> right? Um, or the government of the United States should be violently overthrown. No. So except for the people who stormed the Capitol during January 6th, I think we mostly agree on that. Yes, peaceful transfer of power. Yes. There are some people who advocate for the violent overthrow of the United States, both inside and outside of the country. Uh, but to my knowledge, none of them are teachers in the New Hanover County School District. Okay, yeah. Okay, but these are things I think most reasonable people would agree with. But then mixed in with that are some things that I think would be harder for people to agree on. For example, number eight of the 13 is the United States was created by members of a particular race or sex for the purpose of opposing members of another race or sex. So they wouldn't be able to teach anything that falls under that concept. You wouldn't be able to teach that concept. Now, I mean, that is also kind of the history of the patriarchy, but that's a podcast for another time. But if you think about that, right, so you can't say the United States was founded by members of one race to oppress members of another race, right? That's kind of what the concept is. That's something, that's a thing you can't teach. Okay. Listen to this. This is from the introduction to um, Nicole Hannah-Jones's uh, intro to the New York Times 1619 Project. One of the primary reasons the colonists decided to declare their independence from Britain was because they wanted to protect the institution of slavery. That is saying the colonists, who were by and large white, founded the United States to protect slavery, an institution that oppressed almost exclusively, but not entirely, black people. So you would not be able to, for example, hand out uh, Hannah Jones's intro essay to the 1690 Wow. So, really? And, I mean, there are some people who disagree with that argument. Um, there are certainly historians who disagreed with some of the bolder claims of the 1619 Project. But there are also many teachers who would just teach the controversy. So, that's, and so, again, I, I don't expect all listeners to agree or disagree with the 1619 Project. Yeah. But it's clear that some of these, at least to me, right, some of these seem like ringers. <laughs> Like somebody seems like, well, of course, no teacher is going to teach that. And if they are, yeah, I think we would all agree. If we find a teacher who's like growing in the next generation of domestic terrorists, we should definitely fire that teacher. <laughs> but some of these I think would be more controversial. And yes. the point Rachel makes in her reporting is that if you go back earlier this month and watch that five-hour hearing yes. on Stamped, board members couldn't even agree on facts sometimes. And when they got into more subjective stuff, for example, you know, is Stamped – or the teaching of Stamped, uh, a book by Jason Reynolds based on the work of Ibram X. Kendi. Is that book designed to make white people feel bad? Hmm. Some people say yes, some people say no. But it was a long subjective argument about that. Mm-hmm. And this seems to set up a situation where you're going to have a lot of subjective yes. c- you know, calls to make. Um, for, and then who makes those calls? I guess the administration and then the board. So again, mm-hmm. it, it seems like I understand at least in part, the need to set up some rules and regulations about what teachers can and can't teach. 
But some of these seem very vague, and that's actually what some of the teachers that Rachel talked to said. So this policy is moving forward. It passed through committee. Um, We may see it on a school board agenda in October. Okay. But we'll just have to watch. Same for the public records request that Katie Gates filed. Um, She will get that information back at some point. At some point. It is a public record. What happens next? We don't know. Okay. Okay. That was school board. More things happened this week. More things happened this week. Let's go through the list. So the shenanigans in Raleigh with the General Assembly kind of came to an end. We're recording this on Thursday, so I don't want to prognosticate. Yes. But I feel like the House and Senate, both controlled by Republicans, will probably come to an agreement about the budget. They were at loggerheads over um, the Senate Republicans' attempts to legalize more um, tribally run casinos. By the Lumbee tribe, correct? By a number of tribes. Um, Okay. And that would include the Lumbee tribe for... Uh, casinos here in southeastern North Carolina, hmm. which historically not been a thing. Okay. And just very sort of morally conservative House Republicans who are against casinos on principle Yes, were, were jamming up that vote. And because they had tied the casinos to the overall budget and Medicaid exception, Medicaid and Medicare oh. uh, expansion yes. at one point, yep. Yep. the whole thing was just a giant. Uh, there is in the General Assembly, there's a thing called the FUBAR meter. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, allegedly, um, I've seen this on Twitter. Apparently, at one point, Tim Moore, who was the Speaker of the House, came by, and he, like, increased the level on the FUBAR meter. <laughs> so it was a tough week for uh, the General Assembly. But as they were coming out of various committees, they added something to the budget bill, which has transparency hawks really concerned. It's a little piece. It's about a paragraph. And it would allow state legislators to decide what part of their communication – with the public and other people is public and what is it? Um, so, so okay. So one lawmaker could send another one an email and say this person is big stinky lame, and normally we would be able to see that, but they could say no, you're not allowed to look at that email. Yes. Versus some other email where it's like, oh, this same person is super nice. I love them. Or, <laughs> you know, a large corporation ah. could say we would like to build X in your district, but we need a piece of legislation. That makes our job easier. Shred it, shred it up, and burn oh, it. Oh man! So that hasn't passed yet, as of as of Thursday. But um, but they added it to the budget bill, though. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta watch that. Oh, okay. um, friend of the show, Brooks Fuller, who works for the Open Government Coalition, and as we've met him a couple times at the uh, NC Local News Group meetups at Elon University, mm-hmm. um, he spoke out about this to a number of outlets. Who's like, this is concerning. Awesome. Yes. So you can find that story on the page. Um, our colleague over at WECT, Zach Zolon, covered that. Um, again, we don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. But it's one to watch. The last thing I'll say real quick, because this is entirely too deep of a rabbit hole to go down, <laughs> but there was all kinds of drama around the New Hanover County Board of Commissioners appointment to the county endowment, the New Hanover uh, Community Endowment. Um, they had a vote for that recently. They had yeah. a vote for this on Monday, which seems like a long time ago already. I know. That's why I was like, wait, last Monday? <laughs> but it involves a lot of, um, this is my opinion I'm not, and, and the opinion of some other people, it did seem political to me. Kay. The Republicans on the board claim it wasn't political. It's, it's a whole thing. But at the end of the day, they took p- two people who were up for reappointment on the endowment board, didn't reappoint them. I feel like that's the same as removing them. Others disagree with me. <laughs> okay. And appointed former commissioners Pat Cusick and Woody White. 
And this has to do with a whole series of behind-the-scenes conversations about what the endowment should be doing, how it should be doing it, how fast it should be doing it. Mm. I will say, regardless of which side of this debate you fall on or somewhere in the middle, everyone was willing to talk to me. Okay. So, you know, Republican commissioners, Democrat, Democratic commissioners, uh, the county manager, um, all kinds of folks were willing to share their thoughts on this. So it's a big, long piece. Maybe if you got a sleepy Sunday morning. Is that going to be on the web? It is on the web at whqr.org, which, by the way, for future pledge drives, we do still try to get some news out on the website. Yes. So make sure you are checking the website. Yes. There's there's proof of life there, I promise. <laughs> well, Ben, thank you for being in the studio with me this week and catching us up on what we missed because of pledge drive. Very happy to do it. And you can tell my voice is hoarse from shouting at the listeners <laughs> for a week. <laughs> Wow, WHQR, we're so happy to be here. Three, four, three, one, one, three, eight. Thank you so much for listening to the Cape Fear Rundown. Check out our show notes for relevant links and titles to the music we used this week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just general feedback, feel free to get in touch. You can shoot me an email at cmojica, that's M-O-J-I-C-A, at whqr.org, or you can find me on X at Cami Reports. I'd love to hear from you. I'm your host, Camille Mojica, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>